hello. Welcome. Before I stop making noise. I'm to the unknown podcast. I'm getting comfortable. <laughs> I'm Kosick. I, I forget I you know when we started I had in the, the, this podcast I had intended to always introduce myself and everyone at the beginning, but I always forget. <laughs> so you know, oh well. Tough. Thanks it's, for doing it for me though. <laughs> it's your boy Kosek. And your girl Foros. Hell yeah. Uh Foros is very, very tired today, aren't you? Yeah, I've been um for like the past well, not yesterday, but I think like Saturday, Sunday I've been sleeping really late. I think I fell asleep at like three in the morning on sat like Saturday and then or no no. Four in the morning Saturday and then like three in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. Uh or no, Friday, Saturday, and then twelve on Sunday. So yeah, it's uh been rough. Then you know, of course, uh I got work, so um on Monday I'm waking up at five in the morning. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just sleepy. <laughs> Makes sense. I um I'm not as extreme as you are, but I haven't been sleeping properly past week or so either. I can tell. I, I see you posting like <laughs> in the cute shit folder. Um the the chat at like three in the morning. I when you like, said <laughs> When you said I can tell at first, I thought you meant like in my voice or something. I was like, whoa, big difference. No, no you just see me sending messages at three in the morning. Yeah, like I, I wake up, I see my phone has messages. Like, okay, let me see. And then mm. it says like from Kosek two hours ago. <laughs> two hours ago. <laughs> or like yeah. one hour ago. And it's like, okay, I just woke up at five. My, younger, my younger brother has a half day at school, right? Uh, today because it's finals it's finals week yeah um and it was so weird waking up coming out and he was already home (laughs) 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 it's like dang this is my lifestyle at the moment huh it's uh, because you know as, as much as sleeping sucks Nothing's better than, you know, just a good night rest, you know? Oh, yeah. Sleeping sucks, though. Let's be real. I've always hated sleeping. I'm sure if everyone could go without sleep, most people would. Oh, yeah. It's 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 time wasted, you know? Absolutely. And if I was some superhuman who didn't have to sleep, bro, I'd have Eight extra hours of free time? That would be amazing. <laughs> but we're just weak. We need to recharge. <laughs> we're weak humans at the end of the day. Um, yeah. And like... <sighs> I... A lot of the time I, because of the whole free time thing, you know, don't get a proper night of sleep. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I don't want to spend the, waste that time. What have you been doing? Not playing, playing Persona. Is that what you've been up to? That is what I have been up to. <laughs> uh, I kind of am, how to put it, on a break from Smash practice until I beat this game. So, you know gotta get done quickly how because you're a little past like halfway through the game um how would you rate the experience so far well because there's like seven palaces right or how many are there i think so because i just beat the fifth one you know so that's a little i guess that's a little further than half because let's see yeah 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 you got like two more powers or palaces left uh still not counting you know the third semester 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So semester is its own thing. But all right, makes sense. Um, how would I rate the experience? I don't know, nine out of ten. Nice. It's been really good. Um, I think the only like serious negative thing I have to say about it is that the bosses have been like we were talking about earlier today. The bosses have been kind of lame. Yeah, and some they're... of them have been very annoying. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're not great, not really. Um, you know, as I said in like the chat, I'd say the only good thing is that generally they embody the, I guess, general feel and aesthetic of the palace itself. Mm-hmm. Like that's you true. know, Kamashita looks like a massive just troll, like a goblin, <laughs> looks like a troll. Um, does a little trolling. <laughs> Kamashita does yeah. a little trolling. Yeah, look that whole arc. That whole arc, like he was just trolling. All right, yeah. it wasn't. It was just a prank. All right, it was just a prank, and none of us got it. Look, on and was an Ishiho. Like they just took it too seriously. Just... Like, damn. <laughs> look, it's not like sexual harassment is not that serious yeah come on don't pull this out of context please <laughs> that's what's gonna get us canceled <laughs> look right look if someone does it if someone tries to cancel me all i have to do is just play the rest of the clip <laughs> easy um uno reverse card but uh uh but that's relevant because what I kind of wanted to talk about today was boss fights in general. Yeah. In games. Cause you know what for us, I love a good boss fight and I yeah. always, and I always have like, it's the f- only enemies you fight that are really on your level. Yeah. Like, um, you know, due to the, to them being like the climax of you know, the whole thing, like whether it be the end of the story, mission, whatever yeah, the heck is ooh. going on, the big challenge you'll face. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, all the other enemies you see are just like they only stand a chance against you in large amounts. But this is someone who's on your level, and normally they've got like you know a lot more personality or like a role to play in the story they're usually aesthetically really cool they're just like a very memorable part of games you know oh yeah i mean sometimes sometimes they look cooler than the heroes true enough true enough um uh, yeah uh oh crap i lost my train of thought (laughs) Um, no it's just like I don't know lame bosses kind of suck oh yeah you know it's I don't think it's too it's kind of hard or I I imagine it is to make a good boss fight though you know I can agree tell me about that and largely because I mean just, just making it interesting I suppose because a lot of games like game I play destiny. Usually if a boss is hard, it's not because they're, you know, mechanically interesting or engaging, or at least definitely like destiny one and all that stuff. They're hard because they just have a massive health bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. There's like, um, there's fake difficulty sometimes, you know? Yeah. Which is where it's either like bullshit or um it just takes a long time. You know? Yeah. Like uh going back to Persona, I like I, I mentioned to you that like yeah, the bosses just feel like they feel either very gimmicky or they're just enemies with a lot of health. I I can agree with that. Kamashita was just 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 had a bunch of health. 
Um, the, the, the Futaba's mom was just... Yeah, she had a lot of health until Futaba finally got around to bringing in the weapon. <laughs> well, once she finally like brought the ballista, I mean, once came down real came. easy. GG easy. For real. Um, but yeah, like... Um, I think it kind of boils down to, I guess, enemy design and not necessarily like aesthetic design, but more so, you know, in terms of mechanics, how they function and the general AI. It makes um, sense. Because if you look at like difficulty in a lot of games, like I think a good example is like playing Halo and Call of Duty, you know, um, in Call of Duty, like, all right, if you were to place, like, the two games side by side, let's say they go through the exact same missions, characters in the exact same placements, uh, Call of Duty plays out pretty straightforward, like, the characters standing there waiting for you to shoot them, and, like, pretty, like, a set script, and they kind of go down very easily. It's not much of a challenge just when to shoot. Like, the only reason for the higher difficulties and the only reason why they pose a day like any challenge is because you die in like one to two shots. Mm-hmm. Um, while in a game like Halo, a lot of the enemies have different, I guess, behaviors. Um, like there's an enemy type called grunts. They're very weak. They die very easily. Um, so you might want to, like, let's say, save some of your stronger weapons for, you know, more tough enemies, like another one called the Elites. However, here's the thing. Um, let's say you were to throw a grenade at a Grunt or Elite. The difference is that a Grunt would start panicking and may run towards their friends for help and cause far more collateral damage and, you know, allowing you to kill far more people with just one grenade. While an elite, on the other hand, whenever they get stuck with the grenade, <laughs> they charge at you and try to take you out with them. Hmm. Um, and I think, like, the Halo game has a lot of, I guess, unique enemy behavior, like, there's another enemy called Brutes where if they take enough damage, they go in a berserk state where they just, <laughs> they're able to take a lot of damage and they just are full on aggro. Mm-hmm, makes sense. And I think that's, I think that's what is good. Like, I guess enemy design where it gets you to, even if you're not like actively thinking it, you're kind of subconsciously, uh, thinking about like what to do next you know strategically and all that stuff yeah makes sense makes sense i think I, that's good enemy design just thinking more tactically mm-hmm. i feel like rpgs have a hard time with boss fights or rather making a hard boss making a boss fight in an rpg seems hard to me yeah i feel i feel like the only way you can really do it is giving characters like multi multiple like phases or maybe unique mechanics just for that boss fight so it can stand out from the rest and maybe get you thinking in a different way because it's not something you've seen before you know yeah makes sense because yeah considering in a game just full like rpgs are usually just I like numbers. It's a numbers game, you know, especially turn-based RPGs. Yeah. Well, and you can be at very varying, like you can have varying levels and team compositions and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And then just moves that you kind of picked up where it chose to like, yeah. just like, Oh, I'm focusing in this path rather than the other. So, so RPGs have to be like, RPG bosses have to be able to present a challenge while being possible to beat no matter what sort of good team composition you chose to have. 
um without like we said just being just big push over <laughs> well yeah or just big health bar you know it um they certainly have it rough i mean it's why a lot of people don't like like turn-based rpgs like what do you mean uh, from what i can tell a lot of people don't like them and like the reason being is that like they just find the whole turn-based like combat very boring it's not engaging to them. Makes sense. Which I can certainly a, understand it. Yeah, I'm not a huge RPG guy. Yeah. I think certainly Persona is like one of those turn-based RPGs that like for someone who like for if you were to get someone who doesn't like turn-based RPGs, they might there's a good chance that they can enjoy it because it kind of just hits all the check parks, you know, in terms of like a good like a really good like turn-based RPG and very accessible and all that stuff. It makes sense. It's like, I'm not a huge RPG guy, but I obviously made a, an exception for Persona. And and I think I can tell, I think I can tell the, that I'm not a huge RPG guy because of the fact that I don't enjoy some of the difficulty in, like, say, Persona. You know? Mm. When no, things we'll... get when things get challenging, I'm not really having a whole lot of fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, um, I guess challenging in the way of, because in games like, because as far as I know, you've only ever mentioned this with games like Fire Emblem or, you know, a Persona. And yeah, well, I like a little bit of challenge in Fire Emblem, but. Well, yeah but um yeah it's just like the number bit that gets you like just kind of the fact that hey you know it's not necessarily i guess i mean it's skill in terms of like how tactful you are but not in terms of like constant engagement like something you find in smash or something maybe because because i think about what kind of games i do like challenge in and it's like yeah of course smash um and like platformers I can enjoy a hard level in a platformer. Um, I think one thing that was difficult, but I enjoyed the challenge of and felt very rewarded when I beat it was, you know, Virgil and Devil May Cry 3. Mm. Like the final fight with Virgil. Um is like probably one of my favorite boss fights in games. Cause I really felt like I adapted and over continually kept doing better each time, each attempt until I finally won. Yeah. And you know, I think, <laughs> you know, virtual is a really good boss, like, and even rival of that because it's, you fight you multiple th times at the game, like, what, like three times? I believe it's three times, yes. Yeah, you, you fight him three times, and each time, the two of you are getting stronger. Like, the oh, first yeah. time, you know, he wipes the floor with you. Mm -hmm. Second time, you're more of on the equal playing field as Dante and hit himself to an extent have gained strength. Mm -hmm. And then third time, it's, you know, obviously Dante wins, but... It's both characters, I guess, at their prime. Best they that they can be at that particular moment. Oh yeah. And you see the growth on both sides. Which is pretty nice. It is nice. Um, um I, I've I'll tell you what, man. I wish I had played Devil May Cry 5 on a higher difficulty. <laughs> Just you know, kind of looking back on it. Yeah, because could... the final Virgil fight there was kind of a breeze. Yeah, he's not... He's definitely not as hard as Suri. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, it was such a, like, this seems like a really cool fight. Yeah. Um, 
don't know. You know, especially if you play like once you're playing as Nero, Nero just. Oh yeah. <laughs> Granted, it's fun because, like, they perfectly did that, and it's fun just to wipe the floor with them. But I guess with the initial like Dante one, you know, it could have been better. Yeah, I I just I just played it and I was like, man, the Virgil fight from DMC three was so like. Again, the, the 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 way I adapted and had to overcome the difficulty left an impact on me. Yeah, you know that's that's rather important. <laughs> you know, a boss leaving an impact on you—that that's a good boss, then. You know. Oh yeah, like there's like I said, some of the most memorable parts of games. Um. A lot of the time, they're like the faces of that game. Not just the faces, how to put it. They embody the experience in certain ways. Yeah, like... I mean... They almost become as important or maybe more important at, to like... How would I put it? I'm trying to think. I can't... I guess like a... All right, this isn't necessarily a mechanic boss fight because like the boss fights in the game were pretty much just quick time events there or whatever. But like, I guess delving into villains or whatever. Um, Far Cry 3, uh, one of the villains became such a staple. Like, it was so beloved that it pretty much became a staple in the franchise. I mean, they never came back, but people knew the like franchise because of him like whenever they thought of the franchise they think of him yeah, and he's sense. like the poster kid of the of the game he he's in mm-hmm. um and like so many other characters like in the future games reference him because he's just that good of a character and i'm and yeah as i said he's not a good boss type but characters leaving those memorable things can be i don't know i I wish i had like a good boss like that i can call back to i can tell you what series engine arbu would probably agree with me disagree with me on this but he's not here uh what series kind of has kind of lame boss fights sometimes it's the legend of zelda I wouldn't know. I never played it, honestly. They're they're just the most. They're just very. Uh, those are the real gimmicky ones, you know. Mm. Those are the real like. You found an item in this particular temple. You found a bow. Now so, you can win. <laughs> yeah. So now you. Use the bow, shoot the boss in his eye. Then you can hit him. Then you do that two more times. And that's the boss fight. Yeah. Nah. Um. I'm trying to think, you know. I feel like the, the formula we talked about, uh, that, the, 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 the things that make RPG boss fights difficult um pokemon does them really well i feel like yeah i can agree with that because it's well i think certainly if you're going through your first attempt or you know yeah 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 you know pokemon ghost i think is really good because let's say you go the gym leader has like six pokemon if you like go in like spoiler free like you don't know what they have um at most, maybe like through story, you know they have like you know one or two Pokemon that they have, but you don't know the rest. So they're complete mysteries, and whatever moves that they have could completely surprise you in the moment. And then whatever gimmick that's going on in the game, whether it be Mega Evolution, whatever nonsense is happening, <laughs> uh-huh. that can pose more of a challenge. As you know, when it comes to the gimmicks in the Pokemon games, the gym leaders tend to really you know be the examples for them but it's never something you can't like people do all sorts of runs with pokemon you know yeah like because you can always beat those games 
no matter what kind of team you make. Yeah. And, and like, that's why the people do Nuzlocks and like do specific challenges with them to make the game even harder. Mm. And like, even if you go through it as a normal run, it's like, if you aren't like, I guess, heavy grinding and go at it at the appropriate level, you, uh, it's a, it is a bit of a challenge as you kind of have to predict what they're doing, what as like you don't know what Pokemon they're gonna have next, so you gotta be careful. It's like, okay, do you want to switch my Pokemon out now with another, or do I want to keep this guy in? Um, mm-hmm. what moves are effective and you know what aren't? It's a real, uh, I guess, mind game type of thing. Yeah, Pokemon's complicated, man. <laughs> it really <laughs> hit. It really hit me when I was watching some competitive Pokemon and my mom sat down. This was a couple of years back. My mom sat down to watch it with me and she started asking questions about how things worked. And there was just so much to explain. Yeah. Like, it, it, I'll tell you what, it certainly feels like Yu-Gi-Oh! To, to a lesser extent, because like uh, Pokemon gets rid of the cool ideas after one game. But <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! just keeps getting more complicated. Yeah. No, but like uh, more things keep on getting added, like new, like new types, new, obviously new Pokemon, um, new abilities and all that stuff or like skills or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like items and all that stuff. All these different types and Pokemon can have one or two types and their moves have types also, but their moves are also can be physical or special and they have all these status conditions and they have these held items which do things and there's mega evolutions. And there's Z moves, and now there's uh, and new Dynamax Pokemon that couldn't evolve before can now evolve now. And like, yep. Yeah. Yep. There's IVs and EVs and evolution and TMs and HMs and like, hey, yeah, <laughs> you could like explain a very simple premise of like, okay, Pokemon have moves. Uh, some moves work against like some moves work better against Pokemon. Well some don't um you know point is just to get them at zero one eight like one hp and just so overall like go through the whole team you can explain it very simply but if you want to go in any detail it's like (laughs) certainly something you got to prepare them for Uh but you know moral of the story they should bring back mega evolution mega evolution was so cool mega evolution was like of the, I mean, I mean, yeah, of all the recent, of all the gimmicks of recent Pokemon generations, Mega Evolution was the coolest. Yeah, and then what was it, Gigamax? That was just a lamer Mega Evolution. Honestly. I was gonna use those exact words. <laughs> <laughs> like they, I don't hate it or anything, but yeah, they're so whack, and I, I love how they completely broke competitive play. So like, <laughs> there's just a mutual agreement of like, yeah, you don't use it during competitive play because it's just unfair. Like, and it is like you know the moment someone uh gigamax is, uh, either your Pokemon's dead or you you're forced to gigamax as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no winning. Yeah, you either take the L or you use your own gigamax to counter it yeah just not fun it um because i liked mega evolutions and i liked z moves too um i didn't play that game where they were in it but i heard i heard good things from them yeah it just I feel like the they I feel like the precedent that they sh- need to introduce a new gimmick every generation was wrong. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And also like to like not only did they get like rid of the gim- like not only did they introduce new gimmicks but they kind of got rid of the ones that really that were really good, you know. Yeah, I would have rather they just kept introducing more mega evolutions. Yeah. Yeah, just like they could have continued to refine what Mega Evolutions were while expanding yeah. upon it. Because like, I don't know. I I don't remember exactly what I didn't like about it, but I know I had some gripes with Mega Evolution. 
but um you don't remember though i really don't remember it's been forever but there's like some things i didn't like too much about them but it they were just rather small things and it was like okay like in time they could improve upon it and no they didn't <laughs> Mm-hmm. never saw them again but uh but yeah i wish yeah i do wish they didn't like focus so hard on the gimmicks and just like yeah if you add new things uh expand upon it make it better uh don't get rid of don't constantly get rid of stuff unless it like is legitimate sense yeah. don't be like Yu-Gi-Oh and constantly add stuff yeah i got a like, i got a, i got a friend who's into Yu-Gi-Oh, you know and I did just have a conversation with him. This was several months ago, but where I was like, explain everything that's happened to Yu-Gi-Oh since XYZ Monsters. Oh, man. That's when I left. XYZ, like, I don't even understand right. that one. I, I get XYZ. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. That's understandable. And he was explaining freaking pendulum, whatever. I don't care. The cards are like have paragraphs now. Like, what is this? They do too. That's just that's just funny to me. Like, it, it's a little box in the card, and it's like, here's like three paragraphs. Have fun reading it. <laughs> because a different friend of mine who is in Yu-Gi-Oh was like, you know, you could download the, uh, you know, some some online Yu-Gi-Oh. You was know, it like link, like duels linked or whatever something like that whatever it is um and he was like let's play together and i was like okie doke uh and i kind of made a deck not really knowing what i was doing and i played the duel i played the match with him and it took me forever to take my turn each time because i was reading the cards and he was like yeah you should have read those beforehand and i was like bro i did I just forgot what all 40 cards did <laughs> or rather yeah. I couldn't remember what all 40 cards did when they all have like five things that they do. Yeah. Like, like all I'm saying is that OG Yo was the best up to like maybe five D's is pretty cool. Five D's was pretty cool. I like the racing bit. Like I, I, I had a game where there's like, they had the whole racing system and it was neat. I didn't really care for it, but I did very much like five Ds and like I, I like the sync like what synchro summon stuff to five Ds. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did synchro summon. Um, but yeah, Yu Gi Oh used to be way simpler, and I really like the original. Like, all right, if you if anyone's playing Yu Gi Oh with me, we're playing the OG Yu Gi Oh. You're a Yu Gi Oh Gen One, is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> like I'm not reading like. 60 cards in the deck like 60 40 cards in the deck all right if and i wanted to read a book i would go to the library yeah because like all the cards i have like a complex card has like maybe five lines yeah or four to five lines that's a complex card a simple card it's just one line and it says what it does <laughs> and that's it straight to the point because <laughs> even og Yu-Gi-Oh had uh, some complicated cards yeah, but they weren't like common and they weren't like almost every They part. certainly weren't common, yes. Um, um what yeah, was I gonna say? There's a YouTube series that like talks about old Yu-Gi-Oh cards because because there was a point in the development of Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, of the, of the development of the card game where they standardized how they write the card effects you know Mm -hmm. that way it was very clear and concise and certain effects were always worded the certain uh, the same way each time you know He, he refers to it as problem solving card text or something like that um but there's a lot of older cards that didn't have that and so they are worded very weirdly or confusingly and it's a very funny series. Nice. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Just all this new Yu-Gi-Oh stuff that I've seen. It's like... Not only does it seem like a hassle, like, it, like you gotta do homework. <laughs> Honestly. 
You got to do homework. I wonder what it's like to get into the competitive Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, to enter into the meta. No idea. I remember saying things where it's like, like people when people like want to trade cards, it was very simple. <laughs> you just trade them, but now people are like just dead ass hustling with the cards. It's funny to see. Yeah. But yeah, man. I remember playing a lot in like I think middle school with a friend. Yeah, middle school is when I was kind of into it. Since that's, I mean, it was just the group of friends I was with, but I was always the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! You know I wanna, I wanna play that five D's game I had. Now a bit, Do you? yeah, it was I've... fun. It, it you like play your own custom character and like, in like what if version of the five D's story? Makes sense. It's pretty cool. I'll tell you what. Um, I wish I could just like enter a if i could enter a like room of spirit and time type of thing where i could just like i have all the time in the world but no time in real life is actually passing i would i would i would watch the entire Yu-Gi-Oh anime <laughs> you know yeah uh, just catch all the way up cuz i've heard i've heard gx is good i've heard 5d's is good you know 5d's i don't know 5d's hit different at least to me it hit different how so yeah i don't know it's just that general aesthetic i suppose and like feel of it i remember feeling far more mature compared to the other ones but maybe that's just me not remembering correctly i don't think that's inaccurate um i think that's what it was going for at the very least yeah definitely Uh, yeah i think it was to a degree was definitely far more mature. I'm just not sure how much so. <laughs> Whether you could go back on it and be like, actually be like, yes, this is more mature, or whether you're like, they were... Or was it just edgy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Was it just edgy? Because um, I'll tell you what, Yu-Gi-Oh! seems like the series, the series to be edgy, trying to be mature. You know? Yeah, edgy uh, one-on-one yeah um now more than anything i've always just been a huge fan of the Yu-Gi-Oh manga mm. it's honestly in my top 10 nice it's a good time bro you know what something i always wanted though what'd you want no <laughs> whenever i was in that whole Yu-Gi-Oh phase i always wanted those freaking like dual discs oh t- dude one of my friends had one bro they were so cool cool. (laughs) they look so cool they're like i don't know when i'd ever use it but (laughs) it's not like i'm it's like i'm gonna bring it to school like let's do (laughs) it okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna be looked at like okay kid that's the type of thing i'm gonna end up buying when i'm like like fully living on my own you know (laughs) Working full time, living you like buy one with a friend and just like, all right, Heck we're gonna yeah. duel. <laughs> I, I want a friend who is on the same level of. Uh, I don't even know what the term is. Who's on the same wavelength as me to also buy a dual disc and we like pose with them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Picking up what I'm putting down. Hell yeah. Hold on, I'm looking up how much they cost. No, that's not what I want. <laughs> Please do. Please inform me. I guess you yeah, haven't. I'll buy one. I always wanted one. Why not? I have the money. <laughs> oh, True. snap. You go costume. Look at that hair. Plastic hair. <laughs> For cosplay. And it's like about 100 bucks. <laughs> it's about 100 bucks. What, the dual disc? Yeah. That's not... I wouldn't say it's too bad. No, that's not awful. It's not um, something I'm going to spend the money on now. It <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. And this, these. Maybe it's because I'm used to seeing this one. This one looks like a very old one. 
Show but me yeah, the GX, bro. Give me the OG. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. But what. yeah, if if I'm ever gonna buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I'm buying like the very old editions. Yeah, if I'm ever buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards, it's just for like. Oh, I want to own some of those cards. You know, I want to own the God cards. Yeah, I'm still upset. Cool I'm a fan I, of the series. I'm still upset that I lost all my God cards. Did you have all the God cards and you lost them? Yes. That's so sad. I had um, what was the name? Exodia or whatever. Exodia. Exodia. I had I had Dude, all I the Exodia. Exodia cards. I had the freaking Yu-Gi-Oh's Red Dragon card. I had the blue. Oh, I love that one. That's my favorite. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, but I don't own it. <laughs> I was upset because that was my favorite too. I had the uh, freaking big blue man and then the gold. Duder. Well, I think he was also Slide a dragon. The executive producer. Hmm? Yeah, the winged dragon of Ra. Yeah, I had them all. Like, my. I think it was like for Christmas. I asked my parents, like, hey, can you give me this thing? Costs like. I don't know how much it costs, but it was essentially guaranteed all the god cards and a Dang. few packs inside. And then it also doubled as like a binder. And I was like, dang, this is epic. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I think he also came with like red eyes dragon as well. Ooh, I, I still I, have I that have... one, though. Yeah, I have red eyes black dragon um, on my shelf over there. I could go get it right now, but I'm not going um, to. I'd have to look for it somewhere. I know, I know my younger brother owned an obelisk, the tormentor card. I but, don't know uh, that card. It's the blue um, uh, god card. It's the blue ah. guy. Um, I wonder if he still has it. I feel a little silly asking him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Hey, do you have this? If he doesn't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? <laughs> and if he says he wants it, I mean, it could always mysteriously disappear. That's true. Then uh, where do you keep it? <laughs> in a little binder. Um, now it's also really into Beyblade. Beyblade was sick. It was. You know, the early early Beyblade was really like, I don't know if it was just me, but everyone was into it, and it was a huge phase that everyone had. Is that like? Was that a fad? The whole Beyblade and Bakugan and right, Bakugan was kind of whack though. Bakugan was neat, but it was too expensive, so my family never bought very many. Yeah, I I have a whole bunch, but like, yeah, they're kind of whack. <laughs> I don't know why I ever got into it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was into it because a lot of other people were, and they are neat little contraptions, you know. They are. Look, all I know is that I had fun with the game, but I'd never play the game in the IRL. Wait, what do you mean? Or I guess, all right, I ha I had fun with the video game that I have of it. Gotcha. <laughs> but I'd never play the game itself IRL. No, I definitely played it IRL. Because like, in like th third, fourth, whatever grade, that's what me and my friends did, you know? We would play yeah. Bakugan or whatever, and we would bring them all to school and play it at recess. Um, me and a friend would play Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. That or, bro, I remember everyone, like, all right, the whole Beyblade fad thing. Because, yeah, it, it definitely had to be fad. Because uh, me and me and the boys, <laughs> like, literally all the guys, or, like, a good number of guys would, like, bring their Beyblades to, like, school. And during recess, we'd just, <laughs> all quote-unquote, battle. <laughs> Well, because that's what I'm saying is it's not a still a thing, right? Are they still so. make? I are mean, they still making these like anime based toy franchises, like oh, game yeah, franchises? Yeah. They definitely are. Like I, I know there's a new Beyblade thing, but I the, kept well, up with it. well, the old ones are still going, but like, are there new ones coming out? Like a new Beyblade anime? No, new like games. Oh, games? I... Yeah. 
Because I know like it feels like Bakugan and Beyblade and that sort of thing kind of blew up at the same time. And that's what I was saying. Was that a fad, that whole type of thing? I mean, no, there are new Beyblades. Like, Not new Beyblades, like, though. New games in general. Like, yeah, there are, I think, like video games are just like like just how the game functions. New franchises. Oh. Oh, alright. Uh not that I'm expecting you to know. <laughs> but you yeah, know. I don't I don't think so, man. It's what I'm curious about. You um, know? Yeah. I'm sorry if I was yelling. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. I was just confused. Um I thought you meant like the like like new mechanics or something no there definitely are new mechanics and like or more so the beyblades are built differently built weirdly honestly i don't know what modern beyblades look like they're they're pretty much like an assault on your eyes honestly they're an assault on your eyes let me google <laughs> like here i'll send you one i'll send you one. all Hold right on. show, show me show me a modern beyblade and try and give me a name of it so here. anybody listening can look it up also here you can see the og and then the popular one that everyone was into and then i don't know what the other ones are here you go <laughs> just look at the complexity of each one <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i remember the i'll tell you what i remember that first kid the uh the og beyblade protagonist from the anime hell yeah i don't know who any of these other people are though i don't know i don't know they look you know it was always generic. the coolest beyblade though except the last guy the last guy doesn't look generic because he doesn't have spiky hair do you, do you know this one i don't know this one the epic one. <laughs> Which one was that? I, I swear, I've, I know I've seen it. Shaken. Is it was the dude with white hair, and he was like super edgy. He had like, and his Beyblade was like the dragon Beyblade, and it was the only one that spin left while the other spin right. Because was that the one that was designed to like take apart your opponent's Beyblade? I think so. That was the coolest thing. Because it did, it worked. At least as far as I remember as a kid, it worked. Because it would spin that way. Um, as long as you were kind of more powerful than your opponent, uh, it would pull apart your opponent's Beyblade. Yeah. It, yeah, it definitely would. Because, um, yeah, like to lock it in place, you just spin it the other way. Mm hmm. Um. But yeah. Nah, Beyblade was cool. You know that video of people like, gosh, like uh, setting a fire in like a bowl and then playing Beyblade in it. <laughs> uh, I, I yes, I feel like I remember it, but vaguely. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I I think I remember having like a few of the like those little tournament things that you know plastic tournaments oh the like arenas yeah yeah i had like two of them but also as a kid i liked like making my own you know yeah me i mean the boys at recess just played on the concrete yeah <laughs> uh, i wasn't good on the the beyblades i'll tell you what though I, yeah i remember this one thing very vividly because it was very epic and i was like because it was very epic yeah, I like whenever it happened, you know, me as a kid, just like that was like peak hype Beyblade moment. But um, me and this dude were uh, you we were spinning some Beyblades, you know, battle, battling it out, see who lasts longer, and yeah, um, yeah, letting it rip, letting it rip. Um, and as we're as our Beyblades were spinning on this concrete. Um, my Beyblade kind of just suddenly kind of jolted in like an arcing motion right towards his and knocked his to the like straight to the ground, stopped like 
stopping it from spinning and while mine continued <laughs> to spin and it was like very cool you and epic. i was like i was like dang dude that was the spirit of the beyblade for sure and then like later on like kind of looked at the beyblade and i see like the bottom like the tip uh because of the concrete like it going against the concrete like part of it broke off and that's why it spinned out of control and made that arc motion because no uh we we were just we were uh letting it rip on like mm-hmm. just a solid concrete ground it's not like there's any arcs or anything or like to keep them circling yeah. they're just spinning but it was very epic and i was like dang this <laughs> the peak of my beyblade career right here <laughs> you never again yeah, I had a lot of fond memories of Beyblade and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trying to, I feel like there was some other. I'll tell you what. I know there were a lot that, like, tried to profit off of the fad, you know? Yeah. Um. Off of the whole, like, toy fad type of thing. Um. I don't remember what they were called, but I had these little like figurines that had a game with them. And I remember as a kid, I was like, Hmm, well, these are cool. I don't think the game, the game didn't make sense to me as a kid. And now I look back on it and I was like, Oh, that's cause it was just terribly designed. <laughs> cause they weren't trying. They were just trying to profit off of the fed. What was it exactly? I like, don't yeah. remember. It was just some like, you bought this monster. You you bought a um, you bought the little toy figurine. Uh, it looked like a freaking McDonald's toy. And it had like a card with it, and it was something just about like. Uh, you and your opponent take your monster, and you take your card, and the monster has a number on it, and the card has a number on it, and whoever's is higher wins. And I that does seem kind of whack. Yeah, it felt a little like there was no gameplay to it. And maybe I'm misremembering because I was a small child, but you know. I don't know. (laughs) Big monkey brain. (laughs) Big monkey brain. You know, if there's something always hype about the, uh, I guess these, like, fad type of games, like, mainly with the video games like i don't know why but look man i'm just saying they're ahead of their time okay because they all allowed you to create your own character in the video games that's true like that was pretty great (laughs) not gonna lie it was pretty nice like i think beyblade evolution did it as well to some degree i think I think you're. I don't think you're able to customize them, but you're able to just, like, they treated you as if you're your own person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the Beyblade and Yu Gi Oh one, yeah, you're able to fully customize your character, and it was pretty, pretty based. Yeah. I'm trying to think, I played any Yu Gi Oh games as a kid, and. Were you into Pokemon cards? Uh, hell no. <laughs> I, I didn't understand it at all. I was like, okay, these, I like, I bought a couple cards and like, or, all right, more than a couple. I bought cards. Um, They were cool, but I, I kept like, oh man, this is an epic card and then put it away and then never touched it again because I, it's not like, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to gameplay it at all. I didn't play the game properly as a kid. I'll tell you that much. I'm sure. Um, just because, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. So I just kind of played the game. What was it with 3DS games, though? 3DS games? Like, like because they were all 3DS games. Like, just going back to the whole, like, uh, custom character uh, fad card toy games yeah they're all 3ds games (laughs) so all right yeah i mean mobile games make sense um 3ds is interesting but maybe that's just the 
era you were playing them in, you know? Perhaps. I mean, I was early in, into Perhaps. like. I was really into it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, though. It was a cool fad. And it was a very, like, 2000s kid fad, I feel like, you know? Yeah, it definitely was. Like, I don't know the exact years, but I feel like it was definitely boys like our age or like early 20s who have those fond memories of Beyblade and stuff. Me and the boys. Me and the boys. You and Pokemon are a bit older. But yeah. Have you seen the, um, you know, the story of the... um, uh, Super Saiyan Trunks Yu-Gi-Oh card? Um, no. All right, let me tell you. True story. There was a kid who, I don't know what he had. You know, he had like a terminal illness. And he signed up with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And he wanted his own Yu-Gi-Oh card that he designed. Uh, And they got into contact with whoever makes Yu-Gi-Oh. And they agreed to it. And so he drew, drew his design and then they had their actual artist draw the card. And it's literally just like Super Saiyan Trunks, except the card is named after the kid. (laughs) and that's so that's so cute um and sad and uh kind of cheesy you know yeah i dig it is there a picture of it yeah you can look it up it's um let me just super saiyan trunks Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, now that I'm looking into it, it seems like there's a bunch of 5D games. Card is called. Let me look it up. Let me get the a better picture. Yeah, man. It seems like there is for the 5D games. It seems like was it how many are these? Uh... Anyway, the card is called Tyler the Great Warrior. And it's a little less Super Saiyan Trunks than I remembered, but it is very Super Saiyan and he has the sword. Whoa. My man. Yo, he got them shurikens. (laughs) No, I dig the design, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny how um, somebody who doesn't know the the story behind it would just think Yu-Gi-Oh is making a huge Dragon Ball Z reference. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, let me read this effect. The monster cannot be special summoned when this card destroys a monster as a result of a battle and it sends if it sends it to the graveyard, inflict damage to your opponent's life points equal to the attack of the destroyed monster. Neat. That's a good effect. It is. Homies a seems like a really good card. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 is the guy still alive? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I want to know. I think he is. It looks like he is. It's nice. That is nice. Good on him. Beating whatever he had. He's uh, a bodying. He's bodying people with his car. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I hope so. That was like I remember hearing that story uh, when I was a lot younger and being like, "Wow, that would be super cool to design my own Yu-Gi-Oh card." <laughs> I'm not gonna take the trade off. <laughs> Man, I wish I was. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna make that joke. <laughs> Um, although I really want to 
I'm sure we I'm sure we all got it. <laughs> hmm. What the heck was this one about? I want to know. This what? What are you talking about? What are you looking up? So there's turns out there's three five D games, and I want to know what the first and third one's about because, like, there's a. Uh, the first five D's games, which is like two thousand nine championship. Um, I, I played the two thousand ten one, which, like, I, I kind of generally know the stuff that's going on, but, like, is this like a trilogy that I wasn't aware of? <laughs> and I just kind of hopped in right in the middle. Was, was there a story? I mean, yeah, there's the story. It's it pretty. I don't know. I can't say much on the story. I remember it being fun, at least. It yeah, was, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was cool. Interacted with a lot of the characters. Uh, beat them up. Stuff was happening. Stuff was going down. Hmm. You can create your character in this game too. It looks like the exact. Game looks very similar. Holy, holy heck! You know what? This does seem like a trilogy that I just missed out on and just played the second game. <laughs> That's what it's looking like. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I remember I had like a Yu-Gi-Oh magazine as a kid. Not a magazine. It was like a yearly publication about Yu-Gi-Oh like a book that was very like here's what's going on in the Yu-Gi-Oh world you know mm-hmm. I had like the 2000 I don't remember man I don't remember what year it was it was like 2006 or something Um, and I still have it and I'm sure if I went back and looked at it I would be bombarded with nostalgia you know yeah I don't know what to say, gonna be honest. Uh, uh, kind of hungry. You haven't eaten anything yet? Describe yet. It's 9.45 in the evening. I've certainly eaten today. Well, I mean dinner, all right. <laughs> all yeah, right, I, ate <laughs> I ate dinner at like six something. You got leftovers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I'll go eat. Yeah, I'll get something to eat in a bit. I bought some cereal at the store. I also bought some, like, nicer coffee beans. Um, Like, my family's always been... um, My family's always bought the cheapest coffee in the greatest quantity they could find, you know? That sounds not so great. (laughs) Well it's cost effective which is what my parents value Mm -hmm. because and obviously if it tasted like crap then that would be a reason to get something a little better but yeah it was never fantastic coffee it was just you know each of my parents my mom drinks like a gallon a day so you know hey (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do that's an exaggeration but you know what i'm saying (laughs) they uh she she drinks a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, I bought some nicer coffee. It's nothing like fancy, fancy, but it was like twelve dollars for just the little bags. So you know, I'll try it out tomorrow. See how it tastes. You get me? Yeah. Yeah good honestly i would drink coffee but i really just i i drink like french vanilla like what was it cappuccino or whatever yeah i only really drink like sweet coffee and stuff like that because like as far as like the actual uh caffeine you know to energize one up it doesn't really do much to me uh coffee doesn't affect you much no caffeine doesn't no, not really. Me neither. It it'll keep me awake or or it'll keep me 
from falling asleep if I drink it too late in the evening. But uh, otherwise, it's not like I notice an enormous difference. Yeah, me, I, I just, I do it for the flavor. Tastes good. It tastes, it does taste good. That is large. <laughs> that is a lot of why I drink coffee. Yeah. And I drink it because it's a nice uh, zero calorie way to fill yourself up a little. Hmm. So that's good too. We can wrap up if you want. I I, <laughs> I mentioned the hungry thing like as a joke, but then it led into a we started talking about coffee. <laughs> yeah, man. But I know you're gonna go to sleep after this, or that, at least that was the plan. So you know, you know. Yeah, we can we, we can, can wrap it up. Here. I suppose I can say good night. Alrighty. Well, thank you for listening. Have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good life. Please do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'll see y'all next week. Uh, for us, you have a good night. I will. And I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.